Yo. Hey. So we're recording. Works. Yeah. Okay. That's that's good to know. Get to it. So you want to actually start talking about like a topic? I thought he was gonna go for uh, loyalty. Oh. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh. Let me let me think about this because. Let me think about what I'm gonna say, you know. What I mean, if this, because I want to make this one good, that way we don't have to talk about it the second time. So. Yeah, I mean, that's recording right now. So whenever that's true, that's true. Okay, perfect. Said to shut my door. Okay. So, loyalty. What is your definition of loyalty? My definition of loyalty, I would say, is to be, to stay with somebody, to um, put trust into them, you know, to be there for them when they need you and just be there, you know. That's kind of what my definition, I would say. Yeah, I would I would say that my definition is kind of the same thing. Um mainly just loyalty within a um within a um romantic relationship if you will. Um I would say is being trust have, having trust in that person. Um always being um there for them. You don't, you need to know whether or not you're satisfied by them or if it's just not working out. Because if you go on to, if you're talking to many other people in a romantic way that you're also talking to your other partner with, I think that is unloyal. And I think, I think that, I think that. You really should, it really should be that you have trust in them um, and can stick by them because I I just see that as my definition of it. I'm not too sure what anybody's are, but I feel like that is a main way to say that loyalty uh, is defined as just staying with somebody and not talking romantically to other people. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you come from from that. I mean, a lot of people have trouble with loyalty, like staying loyal to one person because, you know, cheating is a very, like, tempting thing where people want to cheat because they're not happy with the race relationship or they are um, just, you know, they don't want to be in that relationship no more. And they don't want to get out of it, kind of afraid they'll break the other person's heart or just something going on where they are messing around with other people. And so loyalty, I mean, us, me and you, me and Juan, we, uh, we've experienced uh, different loyalty issues with girls and stuff like that. Like, some girls ain't being loyal when we're dating them. Like, we are pretty good guys. I would say we're pretty good guys, at least. And that... Yeah. We treat them with respect, you know, we 
we had good relationships with them, but then they do cheat on us. And so, you know, what can you do about that? You know, all you can do is kind of move forward and say, you know, forget that, you know, so. Yeah, you, you, you do have to hold. Yeah. Hey, I think it cut out a little Probably bit. Probably angry, bit. but um, that, you shouldn't get used to having someone be unloyal to you, um, because I don't think that's right. Personally, I think a relationship, whether it be whether it be a friendship or a romantic relationship, I think they should all include loyalty, because it's something that you can base your friendship off of. Yeah. And then you can build it up once you are on that base. Because that's how you become friends. That's how... You know, and you know, you see bases, or you might, you know, see once in a blue moon, you know? So, I mean, it just depends on what it is, what your friends are to you, honestly. I mean... Loyalty is the first step of friendship, I think. Yeah, I, I I agree. That and trust, which trust goes along with loyalty, and it pretty much kind of is the same thing when you think about it. Oh yeah, trust, trust and loyalty go hand to hand. Um, because they they're really connected. Because in order to have, in order to be loyal, and in order to have trust in somebody, you have to know that they're down for you. You know what I mean? You have to know that they're they're going to be there for you. And you can entrust them with certain things like secrets or um, emotions that you're feeling at certain times. Or even physical things like money or, you know, lending them your car just anything of that nature you you have to be able to trust them with or can you really say that they're friends if you don't trust them or that they're your friend if you don't trust them or can you say that you two are friends if you know that they don't trust you yeah I mean there's a lot of people out there that you know call people friends but don't really trust them, and uh, it kind of makes no sense when you think about it, because it's like I said, it goes. That's kind of the first step to friendship. So you know how is how are y'all still friends if you don't trust them? Because like you said, credit card, whatever else in daily life, um, you got to trust that person, especially if like I don't know. Here's an example: like you're you go in, you know. I don't know, use a bathroom or something at a gas station, your friend is pumping gas. Well, um, wonder if he don't pump gas or something like that, or, you know, he steals your money. Like, say you left your wallet in your car, and he goes through your wallet, takes your money, comes out, and um, you look for money to pay for the gas, and, you know, you ain't got no money to pay for the gas, and you'd be like, I had a 20 in there, where's that 20, you know, see anybody grab it or like no man i don't see it well he's not having loyalty 
or trust to own up to the mistakes or not do that in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, um, you, you know, um, what if they end up stealing your car? I mean, obviously they can't be too trustworthy. Yeah. And, um, you know, people may, uh, this is getting a little off topic, but people may consider criminals untrustworthy. And I think that's, I think that's a little, I think that's a little irrational because criminals can be criminals, okay? They can commit crimes and they can do pretty bad things, but some of them can change. Yeah. Might, not all of them might want to change or might not all of them change, but there is a pretty large majority that will change and will become civil people. You know, not committing any crimes beyond that point, except for your minor day-to-day crimes, like going over the speed limit. Of course, technically going one over the speed limit is illegal, but yeah, you know, that's traffic infraction. But I was just saying, I know what you mean about, like, you know, like, uh, higher crimes, misdemeanors and felonies, stuff like that, you know. Um, but go on, that's what you were just talking about. But, um, it's not to say that these criminals can't be trusted. And, um, I, I do think that you should i think you should be able to trust your friend more than a criminal that you just met um i think i think that's how everybody would think it would be because um if if you don't trust if you don't trust if you trust a criminal more than you trust your friends i think that's where you should go ahead and rethink something Rethink how your friendship is going. Rethink about the people that you know and are talking to right now. And rethink if it's if it's something about you or if it's something about them. Yeah. And back to that topic about criminals. I know it's kind of off topic, but it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. Um, but back to that, um, it's more of like a stereotype. Like people believe criminals are always bad and that they can't change, that rehabilitation is not a thing where somebody goes into prison and they are given the opportunities to get a college degree like or like a GED pretty much, high school diploma equivalent, a GED, um, and, you know, get maybe a job in there, you know, just go to school in there and change and, you know, or go to church and, you know, or just practice your religion in uh, prison i mean i've took a field trip to a couple prisons where we see stuff like that i mean we've seen we've walked past the glass uh, classrooms and stuff like that and there are people in there you know writing and reading books and stuff like that and so it's like a classroom pretty much and so people can change it's just what they decide to do it's your actions and it's like do you want to change or do you not want to? I mean, you have to make that decision on your own. I mean, there's going to be people, there's going to be family, friends that will be with you 
and that will help you change. But honestly, it is your decision to make, and you have to make that decision. You can only, as a person, like a, a, a friend or a family member, giving advice to that person that's trying to make the change, you can only give that advice, give the opportunities to change, but that person has to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree with you. It is about um, cho- it, whether they're loyal or not, it's their choice. Um, and I feel like some people do, uh, I feel like some people are unloyal um, for the attention. Because um, in 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 a romantic relationship, which this is obviously the easiest to tie to unloyalty, as people, it's 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 often easier for people to be unloyal in a romantic re- relationship than it is for them to be in a friendship. So, take example. Um, let's say, well, obviously we're guys, so I'm going to say a woman being unloyal in a relationship um they have let's say they have a second secondary guy that you don't know about and the other guy doesn't know about you they could just be wanting the attention from both of you like and that could stem from family issues growing up or basically anything um could be tied to maybe even depression um, I'm not too sure because I haven't really done studies on that, but I feel like sometimes, or I feel like two, I feel like two out of three times, um, somebody's going to be unloyal, not because they want to hurt your feelings, but because they want the attention. Yeah, I see what you mean, like. You know, there's a lot of tension uh, seekers, tension grabbers out there that, you know, they want to feel like they are having people listen to them. They they want to have people. It's kind of like drama. They want they want to see how you react. They want to see what happens. They want to see how it goes and stuff like that. You know, so. Yeah, and you know the attention, the whole attention thing, could could stem from something like depression because, as you mentioned earlier, um, when we were talking before, um, you said that I think it was nine out of ten times somebody who's going to commit suicide and cause it in isn't actually wanting to commit suicide; they're just wanting to be heard, um, and. That could stem from prior family issues that they've had, even prior relationship issues that they've had. Some their partner wasn't giving them enough attention, and they weren't, or they weren't giving their partner enough attention, and now they feel guilty for it. And I guess they kind of want to make it up to their partner, even though they can't really. Yeah. So, I understand. I mean, but yeah, to that suicide point, yeah, I mean, I said nine out of ten. This ain't the study, but like, this is kind of my ratio of what I would think. 
But most of the time, well, I should say instead of 9 out of 10, but most of the time when somebody calls 911, they are wanting, uh, on the suicide topic, when they call 911 because uh, they're about to kill themselves. Um, they are wanting attention. They are wanting um, somebody to hear them because they don't want to kill themselves. Usually somebody who wants to kill themselves is going through a lot of stuff. They ain't going to call in my one. They ain't going to do that. They're just going to kill yourself because they know nobody cares about them. Nobody's there for them. And so, you know, having police, emergency services, stuff like that, they, they care for public. They care and they'll be there for you. So that's why people want them is want them to stop them from killing themselves, listen to them, you know, where they can talk because they so everybody needs to talk to somebody everybody needs a little guidance i mean if even the strongest people need guidance i don't care who you are in one point of your life you will need guidance i mean it's just how it's gonna be you know yeah um and um an example of that would be um beyond scared straight um some of the people that they have the inmates they've said that they said that themselves that they they wish they would have made better decisions they wish they would have had a better guidance from because some of these some of these inmates um actually didn't have guidance and were rebellious because of the fact that they didn't have a parental figure in their life whether that be a father figure or a mother, um, they they said that they wish they'd had more guidance. And then some of them even said that they wish that they had more guidance or they'd given more guidance to their younger siblings because their siblings are also in the penitentiary. So it 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 really it really can the biggest people really do need guidance um, because how do you think, how do you think your parents actually know what to teach you? They were guided by their parents, their parents were guided by their parents and so on and so forth. Yeah. Cause it's all passed down. It's all, I believe I'm semi-Christian. Uh, you know, some people laugh and say, semi-Christian. you got to be full Christian if to be a Christian. Well, you know, I do cuss sometimes and, you know, um, I have lied. You know, I've done things that in the Bible where it says thou shalt not do this, I have done. But I believe that everybody needs guidance and that the guidance is passed down from God from Jesus, from heaven, pretty much, to everybody. That's how your parents, That's like you were saying, that's how it's all passed down, the advice, everything we're talking about just right now, it's passed down from God. It's our, it's his guidance to us, so we can give guidance to whoever's listening to this, you know, viewers, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, nobody, nobody really is, Back to what you were saying about um, the whole Christian thing. Nobody's perfect, and um, you know that's that's. I mean, I guess you could see that being unloyal 
isn't necessarily their fault. But it's like, you, I mean, I personally don't know how to see that, you know, because you could say that um, being unloyal is their decision, but you could also say that that decision was made by God. And for some reason, um, and sometimes unloyalty is for the best. Sometimes unloyalty, even though it may have a temporary um, scar on you or emotional effect, sometimes it's for the better because that just, that unloyalty that was coming from that person you didn't need in your life. And then you end up finding somebody better than what you had before. And it's because of that unloyalty. Now, I'm not too sure if you should go and thank your exes who have ever cheated on you or have ever done something bad to you. But the whole point is, is that sometimes unloyalty is for the better. Not saying that you should not saying that you should do it. I'm not I'm not condoning that type of behavior because I personally don't like to see people get hurt emotionally or physically or anything. But some sometimes it, it, it is for the better because you can even end up finding out more about who you are as a person. And from from that unloyalty that somebody else has showed you. Yeah, I mean, a little bit back to um, what I said about God and Christianity and stuff like that and what you was going along. Um, I believe everything happens for a reason. Um, God does things weird. I mean, the universe is weird, like, you know, that car crash that could have been avoided or that is avoided, you know, that tree that almost fell on you um, while you're in the car, maybe it wasn't your time. Maybe God said, you you know, you're staying alive. I need you, you know. And so I believe everything happens for a reason. So, like, in a relationship, if unloyalty is a type of thing or cheating and stuff like that is going on, that somehow some way you know karma is gonna hit or something or just like everything happens for a reason where you know that it happened they cheated on you because you know you know you are a good person and that you're not supposed to be with them you know yeah um and you know sometimes um, it can be a reality check for, you know, your unloyalty because sometimes you could be very, some, you may not even know it or you may know it and not even care, but you could be very controlling, very manipulative and, you know, you could have just had anything that you've wanted for some reason, I guess your parents could have provided it for you, and so you didn't really see a need to wait, and you could have whatever you wanted. But sometimes unloyalty can take you off of that high horse that you're riding on, and really give you a reality check, and show you 
maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this isn't good. But sometimes even that doesn't work for people. And it's unfortunate because they may end up being like that. And it all goes back to change. And you have to be willing to change. If you see that you're being or you're hurting people from what you're doing or you're you're just doing things that you could see that isn't the best for you, you would need to change that on your own. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that people are bad. Like, some people are bad. Yes, some people are. But I'm saying the good people who make bad decisions. There's a lot out there. And I want to go to this uh, example, this problem I'm having in life right now. Now, I don't know if she'll be hearing this, but I will not try to mention no names or nothing. But, see, this girl, right, she's with – we talked. uh, We became friends. uh, We – not really in a relationship, but just like messed around a little bit. No, no sex, no nothing like that. This is a school relationship. And it's more of just like, you know, hugging, you know, cuddling, stuff like that. But anyway, um, she then leaves me for a more of a thug wannabe type dude, I want to say. And he's trying to be gangster, you know. He really is not. But the thing is, now that she's in this relationship, she does not want to see the fact what I can see. And the fact is that he is kind of a douche and that he uh, doesn't want her hanging out with me. He's being kind of overprotective and he knows me. And we go back to middle school days and... um but he he knows me, and uh, he should have enough trust to put in Rachel to be. Um, or I said I wasn't going to mention names. My bad. <laughs> but you can yeah. Uh, but um, I won't mention no last names. Okay. But um, where was that again? God. Um, that his, her boyfriend should have enough trust oh, in well. you. Yeah, have enough trust in me and her that, you know, she ain't going to do nothing with me because we're just friends. And that's kind of what we was. I mean, we was messing around at the beginning, but now we're just friends. And I understand boundaries. My mom taught me right. She taught me how to not sag my pants, how to use my manners, respect people. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. How to treat a lady right. I mean... If I wasn't, I would be beat with a belt, honestly. So, <laughs> same. So I've been taught right. And, you know, I mean, we could go up into this split off where we're going on about, you know, people sending news and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, this could be just for another topic, and we'll be uh, doing more topics in the future. Um, I think we, Juan, do you have anything more to say? I mean, we could say any more. I mean, I think there's more in that story. I'm trying to remember, but if you want to go ahead and say something while I think, you can go ahead. Um, and it, it, this is going back to um, him having him 
being able to put trust in you. Um, if you can't put trust in your own friends to... I'm not going to say be a part of, but let's say, like, you're, let's say you bring, like, your friends are around you and your romantic partner a lot, and you're getting jealous that they're making your partner laugh. I think you should think about that, because if they're really your friend, then I don't think they're going to want to mess up with your relationship but if you can't have enough trust in them and you know that they're a good person then I think you should really rethink your morals because um you know you you don't have enough trust and that's it's not a good thing because you're, you could be, I guess you could say, brainwashed by this type of, by this type of, um, like everybody, everybody's against know. you or like everybody's out there to mess up your relationship. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. And, you know, you could, that, very bad for you because you know you could get very paranoid from that you could start really losing it mentally all from not having enough trust in yeah you can lose friends and yeah and even your and even your partner that you're in a relationship with which if if you know that you like them enough, then obviously you should want to keep that relationship going. But sometimes sometimes you you do need to think about what is best for you and what is best for the other person because you not having enough trust in that other person could could affect them. I'm not saying it's going to, but it could affect them in a way that they don't see that they're seeing themselves as unloyal and untrustworthy when it was kind of your fault. Yeah, and you can play it like I see how other people are probably going to listen to this and can play it around and say, wonder if you do put trust in maybe your best friend, you know, you have best, say you have a hot girlfriend, <laughs> like really smoking hot girlfriend and you have your best friend, you know, he's a guy, good looking, you know, pretty good, you know, no homo, but you know, He's a good friend, and you put a lot of trust in him, and then next thing you know, when you're not around or whatever, he fucks your girlfriend, and, oh, sorry, it's a language, but um, he he uh, has sex with your girlfriend and messes you over, like, Fs you up, you know? I mean, like, 
he just effed you over and mm-hmm. he's not your friend no more. So, like, there's a point to where you put too much trust, but also be cautious, but not cautious where you're going to be, like, overprotective, where you can't be hanging around my guy friends. You can't be hanging around my girlfriends, you know, if, you know, just whatever partner it is, you know, so. Yeah, um, I feel I feel like you should. I feel like you should really put trust into somebody that you've known um, for long enough, and I would say that maybe two years or so is good. And I think I think that's good enough to put put trust in. I think that once you really start. Knowing that you like your friend and, um, you know, really start knowing that they like you as well as a friend, of course, um, whether you want to take that beyond being a friend, that's, that's totally your choice, but I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like two years is a good enough point to where you can have enough or you can, you can trust that person. Because, um, you know, some, some people may only, this, this, okay, this may be a bad example, but, um, let's say somebody wants to rob a bank, okay, um, so, let's say it's this very elaborate thing, and I'm not saying that I'm going to rob a bank, I'm I'm really (laughs) I'm just saying it's this really elaborate thing and they're wanting to like get access to the vault of the bank, right? And you know this let's say let's say this this guy becomes friends with this the bank teller at the at a local bar and then he's like, Hey, can you um can you give me access to the vault? which I don't think anybody honestly anybody would. Um, <laughs> just, just give, exactly. <laughs> anybody in their right mind would give um, just some anybody um, access to the vault. But um, you know when that when the bar when the um the when the bank teller has only known him for that's like thirty minutes. Um, you know I don't think you should trust anybody after thirty minutes. I think you should trust them. I think you should get to know them and really analyze them. I'm not saying that you should go full CSI <laughs> mode on them, but you should you should you definitely should take your time to analyze them and see how they react to some of the things you do. And it will if 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 the relationship is good enough, uh you know, obviously you can trust that person beyond that point. Um, but me and you have been friends for it's like it's like eleven, ten years or something like that. And I tr- I trust you fully. Yeah, I I trust you fully. And that's because yeah. we've been friends for so long. And I know how you know that you're a good person. I know that you have a right mindset. I know that you're. I know that you would be beat to death. If you did something really, really bad, like, 
shot somebody. I know that your, I know that your brothers would probably, oh, yeah. they would probably bear, beat you, bear you, and then beat you again. Yeah, and, and my mom, you. you know, she'd try, she's getting exactly. that up there in age, and she still can't, but she would probably make time and make, you know, where she could, but, yeah, I mean, I understand friendship, and, yeah, we've been friends for a long time, and, yeah, some of your girlfriends were pretty cute, you know, and stuff like that, but I would never F you over like that. Like, I understand boundaries, and I understand that relationship, I respect relationships. I say I hope the best uh, of you, or I hope the best of your relationship um, for the times it goes on. Uh, I hope it goes long term. I hope you're good in it. I hope it's not a bad relationship. I mean, I just talked to this girl um, today, and she was talking about she's dating one of my um, really good friends, and I was talking to her, and you know we was just talking, and she says that she might think that um, her boyfriend, which is my one of my good friends, um, is putting his friends, not me, but putting other friends of his first before her. And I said, well, um, some of his friends have probably, they've been in the same situation where they put their girl first and they've kind of cut off their friends. This is kind of off topic, but like they cut off their friends and, um, you know, he don't want to do that. I mean, you got to find that happy medium where, you know, you have a good relationship with your girlfriend, but a good relationship with your friends where you can, you know, your girlfriend respects you going out and hang out with your friends at certain times, but also hanging out with her, like, you know, spreading that time, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it's really about a balance of time between relationships, friends, Even family. Um, yeah. Family. Yeah. I, f- I feel like family should always come first. Because um, you're, um, I'm not too sure if you know, but your mother actually birthed you. So, I mean, it's a crazy thing I just thought of right now. Maybe, maybe it's not true, but that's not the point. The point is um, that, you know, your mother and your father and your brothers and your sisters, they will love you to death, okay? Even when they're gone, you can, you can know that they loved you when they died. And... Same thing if you die. You can know that they or your siblings and your mother and father could know that you love them. And that's how I am with my little sister because um she's she's the smallest one and she's only she's only two years old. But um I I'm not gonna say I love her more than any of my family members. But I love her more than any of my yeah. family members. So, um, yeah. Uh, and it's it's because she's a baby. You okay? don't know. Um, I'm, I'm don't a know sucker them. for babies. Exactly. They don't know. They don't know the world. They haven't experienced it or nothing, you know. Go ahead. They're new to this thing called life. And, uh, you know, you you have to show them you know, guidance. Back to the whole guidance thing. You have to guide them. You have to teach them how to have a good, healthy relationship with other people. You have to teach them how to balance school 
work when they get that age and having enough time for family because because if they don't have a good enough balance between work excuse me um work school and family then it's not really it, it's not a it's not an effective ratio mm, excuse me oh it's not an effective ratio because if you're spending 80% of your time at work 10% or 15% of your time at school on schoolwork and 5% of your time on family i think there should i think you should rethink that i think it should be a good balance between all three like i think i think family should come first so i think family be should like- i think family have like 50% yeah. of it in school or work or whatever else uh you can divide those up between the other 50% but um you 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 should be be able to balance this out and whether you can balance out schoolwork is it's to be determined uh school homework um and just Student life in general can be another topic that we talk about um, because obviously it's going to take up a lot more time than this yeah. um, because we've been through school for so long, so long. And then to get kind of anywhere, most jobs are going to require a high school diploma and a college degree of some sort, whether it be an associate's or a bachelor's or a master's, they're going to require that, but um, getting off topic, and um, but it's back to the whole balancing relationships and having enough trust um, in order to balance those, because Let's say that that the girl that you were talking to earlier, um, she didn't have trust in uh, your friend. Um, And let's say that she thought he was going out and, you know, cheating on her. Well, she she needs to rethink that because, you know, she she could be getting very paranoid. And uh, paranoia is not a good thing. Because it can be your demise. And, um, well, um, sorry to interrupt. Uh, so, but she did kind of tell me how, um, she, her last two relationships, she's been cheated on. So when I found that out, I said, yeah, I understand why you'd be like this, but you see, you can't be like that all the time. Yes, there is times to be cautious, like I said, um, when we talked about earlier, being cautious. But not every guy is going to cheat on you. Not every guy is going to do you wrong. Um, there's good guys out there that will love you, protect you, and be there for you. You just got to find that, and you got to see your past is from your past. And your future from your future. You got to move on. You got to not live in the past. Like, live in the future. 
Yeah. Um, because if you let things from your past haunt you, then I can guarantee that it will be very hard to get rid of whatever was haunting you or whatever. Because you're going to hold on to those memories because they've, they've scared you or something like that. But you do need to be able to um, be able you, you need to be able to forget about those memories, even though you may not be able to forget about them. You need to be able to um, not think about them as much as you would regularly. Um, because they really can be ugly things. Okay. Let me let me let me stop here for a sec because I need to use the restroom, and I'm pretty sure yeah, we can and... edit this out. So.